0: see if i can make sense of the world here for you in in just a couple of uh, sentences the problem in ukraine is you have an a very powerful dictator who doesn't have to listen to the people and went into ukraine that's what that that's why that's happening okay um why is my gas so expensive has nothing to do with with russia and ukraine nothing to do with it it's because we have an all-powerful wannabe dictator that with a stroke of his pen shut down drilling gas liquefaction uh uh building new refineries all of it the keystone pipeline just shut down because he doesn't have to answer to the people seems to me that there's a problem And the problem is not with America. The problem is not with the people. The problem is with these all-powerful elites. That's the problem. When will Common Sense return? We get the thoughts on the State of the Union and Ukraine from Ted Cruz in 60 seconds. You know, I don't know about you, but I've got uh, a couple of trucks that I plan on driving until the doors fall off. Uh, maybe literally fall off, and then I think I might still drive them. I'll just put like a net up when I get into the uh, the truck. Um, now, I'm doing that by choice. How many Americans right now are doing that because they can't afford even a used car? You also may not be able to afford uh, fixing your car because of the chips. Let's say something goes wrong with your car and there is no chip we're waiting it's on back order how long will that be how much will just the rental car cost you to get you to and from work while you're waiting on that chip look i love my cars i'm doing it by choice too many americans just can't afford to do anything else don't let a huge uh, repair on something very small like a chip set you back carshield.com slash beck we all have to keep our cars running carshield.com slash beck if your car's out of warranty they've got you covered save 10 percent carshield.com slash beck or 800-391-8888 we have senator ted cruz from the great state of texas on with us hello senator how are you sir i'm doing terrific glenn great to be with you okay I really have one, because I was freaking out by all the lies that were told last night. And then about halfway through, I realized the guy's got like a 30 percent approval rating. None of this stuff is going to get done. Uh, Will you back that up or do you think there's a chance? Well,
1: well, I I think that's largely right. And and, and one of the things that was astonishing was that he wasn't even trying. Listen, any fair assessment of the Biden presidency, Things are going badly. The guy's got a, a a 30% approval rating. The wheels are coming off. Every policy is failing. And any ordinary White House heading into a midterm election in November where they're going to get blown out of the water, and they know it. They know they're going to lose the House. They know there's a very good chance they're going to lose the Senate. Ordinarily, a White House would say, hey, the State of the Union is our best chance to course correct, to change paths. And, and you and I both saw someone who did this, beautifully which was bill clinton he mm-hmm. was headed to a train wreck and he used yep. the state of the unions to course correct and he got reelected as a result of yep. it what i found astonishing is biden didn't even try that there, mm-hmm. there wasn't even the tiniest hint to an alteration of course most of what he talked about policy-wise was was his so-called build back better bill which i call build back broke which right. didn't pass isn't going to pass he knows it's not going to pass And the whole speech was being delivered to the hard left Democrat base. I guess that shows just how much trouble he thinks he's in if he thinks the hard left base is so unhappy with him that he's got to deliver the whole speech to them. But but it was it it was I've seen now 10 State of the Union addresses from the floor of the House. I've seen them from three different presidents. This was the most out of touch State of the Union I have ever seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah um let me let me ask you and how does that happen you have to say when they were you know when he said and by the way uh the mantra is not defund the police it's fund the police my head almost exploded but i want to play something this is kamala harris yesterday on a radio show explaining ukraine and i'll tell you why i'm playing this here in a second listen If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States?
1: So, Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So... Basically, that's wrong.
0: Okay. Ted, she's either a third grader or the Democrats (laughs) think that their voters are this stupid because that's the only thing I can think of when they say, hey, it's fun, the police. Do they not remember, I don't know, the, the last two or three years? where they were the ones pushing for reimagining the police and the Republicans were the ones saying, not a good
1: idea. Uh, do they think I, yeah, Glenn, uh, Glenn, their voters are morons? So, so the only thing I, I might push back on is I'm not sure it's an either or. Does it have to be either she's <laughs> a third grader or they think their voters are? Yeah, it no. Can it be both?
0: No, it can be both. It can be both.
1: Uh, listen, it, so there were a couple of moments in the speech where Biden uttered a sentence that was sane and rational and that you and I agree with. So when he said, don't defund the police, all the Republicans, we stood up and applauded because we support that. Um, He also later said, we should secure our border. We all stood up and applauded at that. We support that. He later said, uh, we should keep our schools open. again, we stood up and applauded the Democrats and all of those. It was the Republicans driving the applause on those Mm -hmm. on those three. Um, there was one other where he says the CDC says masks are no longer required. And, and I led the applause on that one. I'm like, damn straight. Boy, it's a miraculous coincidence that happened right <laughs> before the State of the Union. It, it's amazing hey. how the science has a sense of political timing intimately connected to the polling. I mean, it just it, really is, is.
0: You don't question how Our Lady of Guadalupe works her miracles. I
1: mean, you just I, don't I know. You. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let's go back to the defund the police. The cynicism of the defunding. So, so, look, it was obviously Democrats for the last three years who pushed defunding and abolishing the police all over the country. And by the way, they haven't just said it in the abstract. They've done it in Democratic city after Democratic city. They've slashed the funding for the police. And we now know the results of defunding the police, which is that crime is skyrocketing, murder is skyrocketing, carjackings are skyrocketing, property crimes are skyrocketing. And so suddenly the Democratic pollsters realized, oh, shoot, this is really unpopular. Oddly enough, people don't like it when the police disappear and murderers start prowling the streets. That 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 is an unpopular thing with the voters. I don't know how they didn't know that before, but they figured it out. So the really cynical gaslighting is is a they claim they were never for defunding the police. But b the next sentence Biden said in the speech after we should fund the police is he said, you know, one of their massive multi trillion dollar spending bills included some small chunk of money for police, and Republicans voted against it because they were bankrupt in the country and driving inflation through the roof. And so their talking point, which Biden said last night, which they'd said at the White House press briefing, is it's Republicans who are defunding the police because they didn't vote for our socialist budget, and we had a little bit of money for police in there. And it, it's, it's, the level of cynicism—it's not even third graders. They—they they think the voters are kindergartners with ADD on Ritalin, yeah, like playing video games and utterly not paying attention. And 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 it's look, I I think one of the things about our democracy is, is you should respect the voters and respect the people. It's one of the things you do every day with your show—is that is that you're working to inform and entertain, but actually. To discuss what the hell's going on. It's why people Mm -hmm. listen to you. It's why people watch you.
0: And listen to the people. And listen to the people.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So let me switch uh, topics here. Um, Are there real... Are people serious about a no-fly zone that we would enforce and send troops into Ukraine or to go into war with Russia? Are there? Is that serious?
1: So nobody serious is serious about that. There are only a couple of clowns. I think that okay. would be a terrible idea. Horrible. Um, it, you know, it, it has only been a handful of voices suggesting it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I am certainly opposing it vocally. Um, if you look at Ukraine, um, you know, Kamala was right. It happens to be a country. Um, appreciate that <laughs> insight in Um, europe (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what europe Um, is but that's where that country is well there there you go um listen the invasion in ukraine was avoidable it didn't have to happen and and two things caused the invasion in ukraine number one last summer Mm -hmm. joe biden's disgraceful surrender in Afghanistan, abandoning Afghanistan to the Taliban, leaving Americans behind, incompetently giving up Bagram Airfield, releasing terrorists to turn around and murder 13 servicemen and women. That disaster was so bad that every enemy of America looked to Washington and took the measure of the man in the Oval Office. And they determined that Biden was weak and feckless and ineffective. And Russia did that. And China did that. And Iran did that. and North Korea did that. And at the time, Glenn, I said the chances of Russia invading Ukraine have increased tenfold. Mm -hmm. The chances of China invading Taiwan have increased tenfold. Yeah. But secondly, is the specific mistakes that Biden made with regard to Ukraine and Russia, which is Putin has wanted to invade Ukraine a long, long time. Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union. Putin longs to reassemble the Soviet Union, even to go broader, as he described in his bizarre and terrifying speech uh last week he wants to reassemble the russian empire of 1922. he has already invaded ukraine once he did so in 2014 he invaded crimea the southern part of ukraine but he stopped he didn't go into all of ukraine why did he stop the reason is russia's principal source of revenue is the sale of oil and natural gas and the natural gas runs on pipelines right through the middle of ukraine and the danger that putin faced is if he invaded ukraine he risks damaging or destroying those pipelines and if the pipelines are destroyed he can't get his gas to europe so what did he do the next year the next year 2015 he began building a pipeline a pipeline called Nord Stream 2 Mm. that goes under the ocean it goes directly from russia to germany and it skips ukraine and the reason he started building it is so he could invade ukraine In 2019, I authored bipartisan sanctions to stop Nord Stream 2. My sanctions legislation passed both houses of Congress with overwhelming bipartisan majorities. President Trump signed the sanctions into law. Putin stopped building the Nord Stream 2 pipeline literally the day that Trump signed my sanctions. For over a year, the pipeline was dead. Biden gets sworn in as president on January 20th, 2021. Four days later, January 24th, Putin begins building once again deep-sea construction on Nord Stream 2. Why? Because Biden projected weakness, and a few months later, Biden formally waived sanctions on Nord Stream 2, surrendered, allowed Putin to build the pipeline, and Glenn, that is why. Yeah putin invaded ukraine because biden was so weak and surrendered and allowed him to do that do it and this administration believes weakness and appeasement is how you deal with bullies
0: all right let me ask you one quick question we both have to run um the uh, yesterday during the speech uh oil per barrel broke 110 um that that's that's craziness um there is there is no doubt no doubt that the American people are going to pay a very high price for this. He's not going to open up anything. Congress is out of, you know, out of your control or GOP control, reasonable people control. Um, uh, are, are we still buying Russian oil? Are we buying it? Because they say that everybody is uh, stop buying it. But I read that we're still buying their oil. And so is Europe. Is that true?
1: Uh, It is true. We are still buying Russian oil. In fact, the region of of the country that buys much of the Russian oil is the Northeast. It's places like Boston, Massachusetts. Why? Because the idiot politicians in New York won't allow them to build natural gas pipelines to get from the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania. There's vast amounts of natural gas in Pennsylvania, but New York won't allow a pipeline to go through. So instead, the liberals in Massachusetts import Russian gas and Russian oil rather than using American. And, and listen, if you look at the sanctions Biden put in place, he explicitly exempts energy. Yep. Energy is where Putin gets the bulk of his resources. We need yep. to not only stop buying Russian oil and gas, we need to lead a worldwide boycott. You want to weaken Putin. We need to use our economic might to weaken Putin, and that means cutting off the sources for his gas, And and we've got plenty to sell in the United States. And and Putin right now assumes Europe is addicted to their gas and and their oil. They have to keep buying it. If suddenly the European refineries begin purchasing from other sellers, including the United States, including Texas, they're not just gonna get it on the spot market. The producers are gonna want long-term contracts. And if Putin starts seeing these refineries sign 10-year contracts with Texas producers, That goes right to the heart of his military strength. It's how he funds his entire invasion. That's actually how we defeat them. And, Glenn, the problem is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they believe Putin's going to win, and and they don't believe there's anything we can do to stop that. Like Ronald Reagan, when he was asked, what do we do in the Cold War? What's your plan? He said, very simple. We win, they lose. We should work To make Putin lose, and the way you do so is, number one, using our economic might to cut off their oil, and number two, providing military weapons to the Ukrainians so that they can defend their own country. Not American soldiers. We should not send American soldiers into combat with Russians, but the people of Ukraine are fighting heroically, and we ought to be providing them with javelins and stingers so they can defend their own country.
0: Ted Cruz, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your uh, perspective today. Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas. Jody wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I'm so grateful to be experiencing relief for, for a majority of my upper back and neck pain. I really appreciate not taking something that is prescription only and it's non addictive. Thank you. The only side effects are positive ones. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Jody, I'm glad you got your life back. I'm glad you're not taking prescription uh, medicine anymore. That is so freeing in and of itself. I take Relief Factor every day, and it has changed my life. It's changed Jody's life. Allow it to at least try to see if it will change your life. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com. Look, I was as skeptical as you. I didn't think it would work. My wife made me take it. She was right. ReliefFactor.com. 800 for relief. 800 for relief. Get the 1995 three week quick start developed just for you. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, golly. All right. I want, to take, uh, I want to take Maria in Georgia. Thanks, Maria, for holding for so long. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program.
2: Well, thank you, Glenn. I've tried to get through several times before, and I finally made it. Yeah. I feel like I'm wearing a crown at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Thank you.
2: Um, I was calling because um, from your documentaries and your interviews on what you the expose that you did on Ukraine and the Bidens mm-hmm. and the interviews you've had with Tidalbaum, bomb, the discussions that you've had about Dugan. Yes. Um, what I am seeing is making the connections from what you have taught and then the encouragement that you have given your audience to go out and do their own homework. I have gone out and read Duke, and I've read Tidal Bomb's work. Good for They're you. Great, by the way. Yeah. And your work, your latest book, I'm about halfway through with that. Mm-hmm. But listening listening to you, you've told us these things. Um, Putin, in my opinion, putting all the pieces together, his main goal, because it's a spiritual goal for him that'll keep him motivated, is he is fighting the globalist Great Reset. Yes. And what
0: yes <laughs> yes and yes. what is the what is the united states and the other side fighting
2: oh we are fighting against the great reset yeah no we, no 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 I... No.
0: in this war he's fighting the great reset because it's a globalist movement and the globalists are fighting the um the nationalist socialist uh idea the idea that that Russia is all important or that China is all important. It's the globe against the nationalists. That's what really is being, that's not what we're fighting. That's not what the average person anywhere in the world is fighting. But that's what our leadership all over the globe is fighting for. Russia to put Russia back on top. China to make sure they're on top. And the West to make sure we all come together in a nice globalist one-unit package that will all march to the sound of the same drum. You're right. Good job. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, the world is on fire. Uh, and I you know that's fun and all. little exhausting, you know. I get home and... Uh, I look at my bed around uh, three o'clock in the afternoon and go. I I just I don't think I can do anymore but sleep. Uh, fortunately, I I I don't do that, um, but it calls to me and it might be my pillow. It might be uh, my sheets from mypillow.com. dot uh, com. They are so ultra soft and breathable. They're made from the world's best cotton. They're the Giza Dream Sheets. And Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com has a special on them right now. They're coming in at their lowest price ever. They are sixty percent off, coming in as low as thirty nine ninety nine with the promo code Beck. Don't forget sixty day money back guarantee. Thirty nine ninety nine promo code Beck. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials to check out the flash sale on Giza Dream Sheets. Promo code is uh, is is back use the promo code and save 800-966-3117 mypillow.com vladimir putin is not a subscriber to blaze tv don't be like vladimir putin it's blaze (laughs) tv.com slash glenn promo code is Glenn. i work with the democrats Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Sarah, would you check with our producers, see if we can move Carol to the bottom of our number three, um, because I've, I've got to share a couple of, of things. First, I think I know what the game is. I, I felt like this thing with uh, Ukraine has been there's something wrong, something really wrong that I've been missing. And I think I figured it out uh, yesterday. And I want to share that with you, but I also need to explain that last phone call because I think that's confusing um, if you don't if if you don't know well if you don't know all of it. So I need to explain that at the top of this coming hour, uh, and I think it will really clear up your understanding of what's going on. I think this, I think the guy we have on right now, Christopher Bedford, he's a founding partner of Right Forge, senior editor at the Federalist. Uh, I think this will will help clarify a few things, too. He wrote an article the other day, the ruling class is a far greater threat to Americans than Russia is. Wanted to get uh, Chris on the phone now to explain that, because I think he's right on. Hi, Chris, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Very good. Very good. So lay out your case here.
3: My case is that there's been a lot of, hot takes that have been coming out. Everyone who's had access to a keyboard has suddenly become, has switched from being an expert on healthcare to suddenly being an expert on Ukraine and Russia. And war. And, one of the, and war, exactly, yeah. a strategy. And uh, one of the things that's really surprised me is that there's, this, there's accusations of treason that have been floating around yeah. toward anyone who they suspect of being insufficiently enthusiastic for the White House and and and, and having an insufficient hatred of Vladimir Putin and all the evil that he represents. And they're they're trying to get the United States into a somewhat of a war footing and a rally around the flag thing. And they're they're, they're pushing themselves as real defenders of the West. You see the Germans coming up, the French, uh, led by President Biden, saying we must defend the West. And there's just something that rings very hollow in their bugle calls. I was trying to figure out exactly what it was in an argument with some friends who think differently from me. And what's strange is they're just last week, they were saying that our flag was, was racist, mm-hmm. that Western civilization was patriarchal, that the star-spangled banner was not inclusive, that Western civilization was built on blood and tears, that the land was stolen from, from the Indian tribes, that we must apologize, that we are a bad force. So suddenly, to see them turn around so swiftly and say, we must defend the West, to watch that, that speech last night, which might, might as well have been the state of the European Union, For the first half of it. Yes. So watch that and see him say, well, we're winning this war. The West is united. We're we're dumping out our vodka in Virginia and Texas. I just don't see it. There's something really strange here. And I know down in my core that all the people who are trying to get up there to get patriotic calls, the conservatives, the working class people, the Christians, those are people that they loathe and they dislike us. They hate our civilization. So I'm not buying it.
0: Do you have an explanation? Because I'm with you. I'm 100%. Something is very wrong. I mean, first of all, I don't know, Chris, how old are you? 35. Okay. I'm old enough to actually remember getting the the films at school where they showed the nuclear blast. and And I mean, I'm in third, fourth grade watching this going, mm. I don't think hiding under the desk is going to help us. You know, I remember going to sleep thinking 18 minutes, we could have the whole world could be blown up in 18 minutes. Terrifying. I haven't thought of nuclear war and nuclear holocaust since the wall fell down up until last week. And we were talking about a little invasion, then all of a sudden World War Three and possible nuclear war. And I'm like, wait, 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 what? It's like the it's like the White House wants to take the covid
3: chip out of everyone's brains and immediately insert the Ukraine Russia chip into everyone's brains to get everyone suddenly going again. And I'm looking at this exactly like you're saying, how did we get here? And by the way, as far as advice goes, the CDC just wants you to know that in case of nuclear holocaust, stay six feet apart
0: and wear a face mask. Yeah, I know. Well, they did clarify yesterday, said that wasn't new advice. I'm like, oh, good. So they were thinking about that before anyone was thinking about nuclear war. What an, an even a bigger waste of money and time.
3: So, and I'm looking at the Ukrainian conflict, and I'm seeing some awful things. I'm seeing some real heroism. I'm seeing uh, yes. uh, pastors and priests who go into the battlefield and, and, and give their lives, and men and women who are willing, young and old, who are willing to pick up arms. I'm seeing a lot of heroism and a lot of belief in their civilization that I'm not seeing here in the United States. In the United States, Vladimir Putin's not threatening me. Uh, he's not freezing truckers' bank accounts or making three-year-old children wear masks or putting Australians into internment camps or drag queens into school libraries or forcing vaccinations or closing churches, arresting priests or bankrupting businesses or prosecuting Christian bakers, emptying prisons, defunding police. Um, That's what our ruling class is doing. And I'm saying, I'm saying it's it's a little bit of envy that I think a lot of folks look at when they look at someone like Vladimir Putin. uh, They look at the defenders of Ukraine and they say, you know, these are people who, right or wrong, believe in their civilization, believe in their cause, think that they're right, are willing to fight for their civilization. And meanwhile, what we have here in the West is a bunch of people actively trying to suicide our civilization, to destroy it, uh, attacking us all the time, trying to make an enemy that's outside of us and other. The entire State of the Union being, or the first third of the State of the Union being devoted to this, this, this these ideas. I, don't, I just don't buy it. When they say that the, the, the borders of Ukraine are inviolable, but to defend our border is racist. When they say that Putin's claims, right or wrong, for territorial uh, ancestral lands in Ukraine, that those are ridiculous, but they teach our children that they, don't have, they have to apologize because these lands were stolen. Uh, th- th- it should not be surprising to them when they turn around and say, why haven't you all stepped up to the line? Why haven't you gotten ready to fight for us? Why haven't you gotten ready to fight Russia? And we just sit back and say, why would I fight for you? You don't have the moral authority to rule you're an illegitimate ruler, and I'm not interested in following you to war uh
0: have you read uh, Alexander Dugan fourth political theory i haven't you need to uh, it'll answer a lot of questions and it will also um, it will also tell you um, how bright uh and and with the people um, these these guys in Russia, and I think he is an evil, evil guy. He want number one thing is to destroy America and destroy the West. Um, and he really wants to bring on Armageddon. The guy is out of his mind nuts, but he has Putin's ear. He's the guy who really f- formulated the um, uh, the Crimea invasion. And a lot of what Putin was saying in his crazy speech a week or a week and a half ago uh, was all language from Dugan. And he is trying to get in and pick up all of the scraps all over the world, mainly in Europe, but some here in America, and uh, be the defender of that national pride that uh, doesn't matter what country you're in, but stop feeling like you should be uh, ashamed of who you are. He has very he's using this as a way to divide us. And that's why it's really important to understand who you're standing next to, because you can look at what Putin is saying and go, yeah, he's defending his culture and his country. Um, But he's Putin, at least, is playing a game with that. And um, the Russians are planting the seeds or giving money to a lot of groups. That uh, would just as soon see the United States uh, go to hell in a handbasket as well. It's really dangerous. But he, you'll read this book and about half of it you'll go, yeah, he's right. I agree with that. If you don't understand what he's shooting for, um, it, it's, uh, it's dangerous. I think you really get a lot out of the book. Um, it's uh, Alexander Dugan. And I think he's just written one, The Great Awakening versus The Great Reset. And that'll tell you even more.
3: Uh, yeah, it's wild. I've got to pull it up right here. And I, I, I feel like a lot of American politicians, uh, American commentators, aren't understanding exactly what you're talking about there. They're trying to write off Putin as a mad dog, as someone yep. who's just crazy in the head because they, they can't understand in their yes. deep boardworm society that there are actually men out there who are brutish, who yes. are who can be mean, who will invade, who will attack their societies. And we have to ask ourselves, what do we have to offer in response to the civilizational conflict that we're talking about, that he's talking about, the Orthodox Church, the Eastern civilization? What do we have to offer? And it can't be Walmart and McDonald's and consumerism and empty churches. Uh, there's a wonderful speech, that some of your listeners probably have heard, by Alexander Solzhenitsyn, when he, the Russian oh, yeah. dissident, Soviet dissident, when he went to Harvard, and everyone expected him to pat them on the back and say how great you are. And he said he would rather be in the Soviet Union right now than in America because, well, in America we are free. We lack the spiritual strength, and we lack the the religion, and we lack the the moral fiber that has gotten the Soviets, the Rus, now the Russians, through all these years, and that will get their civilization through the front. It was an it was a really biting and, and and jarring and true, I think, condemnation of some of the issues that we're facing. And Western civilization is not going to be defended by Glenn Youngkin or or governor of Texas getting rid of Russian products in their liquor store is going to be defended by us going to church, standing up, believing, and having leaders who believe as well.
0: Chris, will you just check back with me after you've read the read uh, some Alexander Dugan? Because you get it. You absolutely get it. And very few people do. Uh, and it I is absolutely little Well, yeah, please get back in touch with me. Thank you so much, Chris. Christopher Bedford. He is the founding partner of Right Forge and senior editor of The Federalist to point out that you're not exactly you're not recommending Alexander Dugan because you agree with him you're no. talking about did it because it, it sound like well, you are like you need to read alexander dugan then you'll get it and it's like it's not yeah. because what he's saying is good as you've covered no, a million no, no. times
1: but i know i don't know
0: yeah you know. I, you know i want to read just the the outset of his latest book i haven't read it yet but i just want to read what they're saying the book of the summary of the book and if well i'll just read it to you give me a second first let me tell you about american financing hey did you know that uh for some strange reason Mortgage rates went down about a point in the last two days. Huge, huge fall. Went down a point. Why is that? Hmm, that's strange. Uh, I could tell you and spend all the time talking about that, or I could just say, take it while it's there. Get your home refinanced. It's back into the threes. um, And get your home refinanced. Get those high interest rate credit cards off your back consolidate your loan Um, do it right now call american financing right now 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 americanfinancing.net american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org
3: this is the glenn back program
0: Uh, I want to make something very, very clear. Um, You are not going to know the Antichrist is the Antichrist when he comes. He is going to be so well cloaked that only those with really clear eyes and ears are going to see it right off the bat. Um, I have also I believe that you're smart enough to figure your own life out. I have I never, never. Say don't read something in fact, I make it a point if someone says don't read this I read it. I want to know all sides of something, but I do want to caution you when I say read the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset by Alexander Dugan. I believe Alexander Dugan is Rasputin. I believe he is uh, a force for the Antichrist. Assuming the Antichrist is real and alive, Um, he is the most dangerous man with the most dangerous philosophy. It is akin to the Twelvers. In fact, it is almost the same philosophy as the Twelvers. Create as much chaos as you can so Armageddon comes and the world will be reset. Okay, when he talks about Armageddon, He means it. He means Armageddon. Bring it on. Okay. But he has found a way to um, cloak himself as a man of the people. He is not. But uh, this is what's happening around the world. His solutions are insane. But listen to this and tell me you don't uh, disagree with most of this. Or that you, you don't agree with. Whatever. Right? Which one is you probably agree you with? You probably a lot of will this. agree right. with a lot of this. Okay. But the underlying philosophy yeah. is a real problem. Yes. Now listen, here's the summary. Alexander Dugan's The Great Awakening versus the Great Reset is an open open declaration of war against the twin diseases of liberalism and Western political modernity. Dugan calls upon the inhabitants of the heartland. This is a Russian. Uh, it calls upon the inhabitants of the heartland to relentlessly attack on all theoretical and practical fronts. The global elites of the coastlands who are trying to impose their perverse anti-human ideals by ruthlessly eradicating the long-standing cultures and traditions of all peoples in the world. OK, sounds a, a little extremist, but I agree with the premise there, right? Uh, The demented usurper Joe Biden and his slavish Democrat acolytes are opposed uh, by the Trumpists who represent normal America and do not want to see their country submerged in one world transhumanist dystopia. Just like the other rooted societies, they want to preserve their time honored way of life amidst the strangling tentacles of hysterical trans Homosexual, treacherous, anti-white agitators, important there, and murderous Black Lives grifters, Black Lives Matter grifters and terrorists. OK, that's extreme language, but, but there are chunks of it that make that you might agree with. Yeah, I conservative might agree. He's on the right. I mean, he's recognizing how I feel in a lot of ways. Okay. Prefer not to be in a transhumanist dystopia. I mean, yeah, that's just something right. I would prefer. Correct. Uh, thus, the stage is set for a showdown of truly apocalyptic proportions, pitting the for- forces of righteous anger, those who want to preserve their traditions and the true richness of human diversity, against the Antichrist and his Soros backed minions of insidious degeneracy and evil who want to erase all bonds and communities down to the human race itself. Hmm. This is extraordinarily dangerous. It's an appeal to conservatives, but what's underlying it is is is. the problem. And you must know the difference. The book is The Great Awakening versus The the Great Reset.